This is the Tag 2F Podcast, show number one. Hi, and welcome to the Tag 2F Podcast. This is a platform to share, learn, teach, and inspire. Join us as we think big, play to win, while finding balance and expanding possibilities. Thank you for joining us. Here are your hosts, Nikki, Lizzie, and Gina. Yeah. Chapter number one, the habit loop. Yep. How habits work. Yep. So they broke part one into three little chaptery things. So you have the habit loop, the craving brain, and the golden rule of habit change. I just have to get this off my chest. Like, I, I, I like I like data. I like info, and mm-hmm. there were, it was very like little short stories, and that kind of drives me up a wall a little bit. Like, I but I understand the reason for it because um, in part one they talked about um, the football team and the habit change there, mm-hmm. and they talked about Pepsodent and. Um, advertising and they talked about something else oh aa they had a yeah. huge section i haven't got AA. to that bit but i did flick that through wasn't that. in the first part part one mm, AA? It's, it's just before i think part two Do we have different books no i just remember um i i commented about addiction several pages before they actually started talking about it and i thought that was that, pretty yeah. interesting that I had put the two and two together and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. that was the next yeah. piece that they had talked about. I feel like that's how it's it's written in a way that does that because I did the same with, so I don't drive, FYI, anyone listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the page before they started talking about, they? Who are they? He. They. <laughs> they. <laughs> well, maybe he goes by he or she. Who it's knows? It's possible. They. Um, <laughs> It's that about... Have you seen that lady? That lady who's like, we? What the hell is her name? Do you guys see that on, like, do you watch know. YouTube or anything? Not as, not Her really. name, Esther Hicks. We feel... It, okay, never mind. I'll just blot this out because the you have no The queen says we. The queen... <gasps> oh. The royal She's we. She's the queen The queen is, is we. So she basically, when she's saying her opinion, she's like, we. And you're like... We? I see no other people. <laughs> but yeah, we, we and the devil and the angel on each shoulder. <laughs> we. Uh, yeah, no, that's a that's yeah, that's common, and that is a topic for another podcast. Which part? The cisgender oh. conversation. Yep, because that's what we, we, the three of us, are talking about right now. Yeah, but that's kind yeah. of huge. We were over here, and now we were over here. And now we're back. Mm. <laughs> so we're back. We're back. So, um, yeah, I, can I can I read a, an excerpt, please? That that just got my brain thinking about addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, page twenty, uh, he says the problem is that your brain can't tell the difference between bad and good habits, mm. and so if you have a bad one, it's always lurking there. Waiting for the right cues and rewards. Right. But I want to go back because we haven't even talked about about the loop. The loop. The cue. The reward. The so cue. The, the habit loop 
is super simple according to part one. You have a cue, you have a routine, and you have a reward as they found in the Pepsodent example. that So like in the Pepsodent example, the cue was you have a film on your teeth. Mm-hmm. This is back in like what, 1931? 1931. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm dyslexic. dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a film on your teeth, which everybody had at this point in their time, in their life. And then... I was appalled at the... <laughs> idea of a film? Like no, a no, hygiene. because I have experienced the film, said, the said film. <laughs> um, said film? The fact that what we're <laughs> licking the film off as you say it. Um, <laughs> does anybody have a toothbrush um, and some Pepsi? What four percent of the American population? Yeah, brushed their teeth uh, in 1913 or 31. How did what? How did babies even happen? How did what? How did babies even happen? Yeah, on each other. Like everybody was desensitized <laughs> to the fun. Well, you know what? That's something to research. I wonder if people. You know, open mouth kissed back uh, then. Do you know what? Actually, <laughs> another thing also to add is maybe their diet was, because it was much more straightforward and natural, maybe the tooth issue wasn't sugar. as bad. Because they did actually bring that up. He, sorry, I'm saying it again. We, he, he, they. He brought it up as well that, you know, the sugar issue. Mm. Because when sugar, because in the war they didn't have Sugar was, you know... Oh, yeah. It was rationed. Thing. It's a good point. So Gut health in general... It all came at the right time. Oh, yeah. Perhaps yeah. was... Yeah, it's definitely a topic. Better. Sugar. Gut health. So... So... The film was the, the cue. Right. The routine would then be... <laughs> before Pepsodent, the routine <laughs> was... Admire your film. <laughs> <laughs> Notice film, admire film, leave house. <laughs> so, like, you have... Well, I suppose you could compare it to these days where, you know, like, white teeth is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Before someone started telling you, hey, you need white teeth. Did anyone really look at teeth? No, that's the point. So this is it. <laughs> like, back then, Norm was going, hey, clean your teeth, you've got a film. And he's like hey, you have a film, clean your teeth. And everyone's like, oh my goodness, we all have films. Let's clean our teeth. (laughs) So the cue is the film. The routine is cleaning your teeth. And the reward is having clean teeth. Having clean teeth. And However. And he also, in the Pepsodent example, they added a minty tea. And that cue was a reward. And what they missed in that habit loop, in that first part, was the fact that he was actually creating a craving the mm-hmm. craving for the tingle. And that's what... Which is in part... It's still three. in part one. Yeah, it's... The yeah. craving is... Chapter weird. three, part one. Oh, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And I found that to be extremely, like... Uh, Tingling? Tingly. <laughs> no, I, for me and my business, it, mm. it set up mm. quite a few aha moments for me oh hell to the yes yeah so what is your business Gina? so this is a perfect time for you to talk about your skincare well i own a day spa and we do skincare and massages and waxing and And facials being your best friend i enjoy skincare and massages and waxing getting waxed and well i don't enjoy the getting waxed well we provide torture as well as (laughs) relaxation so but the skincare it's yeah, and I'm in the process of actually developing slash vetting different product lines 
to bring into the spa. And so um, reading just this first portion has given me some ideas of... You gotta give the tingle. It's it's the reward. So mm-hmm. for someone that is not versed in skincare, they may not understand what this ingredient deck actually will do for your skin, or mm-hmm. how long it will take for you to see the results, or what the cell structure of the skin does, or how to make it turn over faster, or blah blah blah. I could go on and on. But what they do know is if something feels good yeah. mm-hmm. or something smells good or it feels like it's doing something, that sends a cue Yeah. that mm-hmm. it then feels like a reward. So, Oh, hell yeah. You know, and that's a good point. Like I, I had a – when you, you invited me to come and work with one of your trainees and get a facial from her, mm-hmm. and I remember asking her specifically – what is this? What are, what are you putting on me? What are you doing? When the scripting is there, you it's kind of fed mm-hmm. to you. The cue is fed to you. And I was I was yearning for it because I wanted to know because I've known from having wonderful facials from you that this does this and this does that and that tingle is this. and What is it doing? And I have worked with product lines before that have been super effective and results- driven and then I have also worked with other product lines that have been really um sensory yes and Mm -hmm. olfactory and like just and so what I'm looking for now specifically really honestly after reading this is I need to find something that does both Mm -hmm. it's not enough for me to get yourself a product that does both yes (laughs) I want all the things all of the things but um if it's giving instant gratification to my clientele and they feel Mm. or they think that it's doing something they're more likely to continue to use it and make it a habit I have an interesting segue that I didn't even think about until now. Um, working at Lush. 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 <laughs> so, this is all sensory. If you haven't heard it, Google it. But basically, at Did you Lush, work at Lush? In- I worked at Lush on Powell Street in the city and also Lush in England. You did? As well. Like yeah. in the city? Um, in my hometown. What Oxford. was your hometown? Oxford. Oh my God. Yeah. So. I hate you. 100% sensory, hugely emotive. And in England, it was pretty um, an interesting concept because um, you get customer service in England, but it's not really the same as America. Like, it just isn't. It isn't. No. It isn't. It just it's isn't. Not. But in Lush, it is. And so people, you know, the Brits, I can say this because I am one, so... You take offense. Sorry. You are. But uh, up yours, as you would say. Huh? But um, but your basically, is your aunt. Um, people would come in and be a little overwhelmed sometimes by our customer service because, um, you know, we'd greet people immediately. We would essentially take them through the experience that was lush. It was highly sensory. We would have colors scents everything was unwrapped and unpackaged and in your face plus it's a campaigning company so it doesn't just you don't just sell products you talk about you know world issues things that are going on and you know 
you broach those topics and products are connected to stories and the creators of the products there's always a story leading up to it um whether it be you know olives for a product grown on you know two sides of a border that tried to link communities to um all sorts of things there was like a million stories and i used to love love telling the stories and sometimes you'd get an amazing enthusiastic smile other times you just get someone looking terrified because they just want to buy a nice smelling thing yes can i just get um, my orange i just want my uh, bath i just bomb, want a pink please. bath bomb with glitter in it all right um but the magical thing was and what takes me back to what gina was saying is some people would come for the product and what it did so you know, we would always ask the, the the person coming in, what are you wanting to achieve? You know, we'd never go, oh, hey, you have a zit, you need this. We'd say, <laughs> what is your concern? Which is what we do at our spa as well, actually. Yes, ours, I'm well, like claiming no, part like, of it. Yes, Gina's spa I work. No, it's <laughs> ours. Um, but, you know, we it's, it's asking, what do you want to feel? How do you want to feel it? Why do you want to feel it? So, you know, yes you know, the education of the skincare is giant because, you know, you want someone to keep coming back. If they've, if something smells good and they've gone home and it, their skin's the same as before, you know, are they going to come back? Who knows? Maybe if they just want to be pampered and smell that smell. But, you know, we'd get clients <laughs> or people who are <laughs> just, how does it smell the smell? <laughs> um, but we'd have people coming in, you know, who didn't care about the smell they wanted the product for what it does and then other people i would spend 20 minutes with them telling them about a product that was great for them and they would just be like yeah but i like this because it smells good and i'm like this is not this is the complete opposite you told me your skin feels dry and yet you want this drying product but you you know so but at the same time i'd be like you know what i all i can do is say you may feel your skin's dry and then find another product that you also like the smell of that's going to add moisture and then hope for the best because, you know, you, you want to provide that service. But it is interesting how, you know, essentially that marketing aspect of the Pepsodent, you know, someone being told, you have a film, you need to fix that. Well, because remember that they said, he said, uh, <laughs> that there were already several... yeah toothpaste companies on the market that were marketing it in the same fashion Mm -hmm. you have a film brush your teeth get rid of the film you'll have sparkly smile this sounds like a song we can make it into a song if you want you have a film (laughs) get rid of your film (laughs) you'll have a sparkly face sparkly face I don't know. It became, went don't from use mouth to toothpaste on anyway, zits. Um, but esthetician. because of the film, no, because of, <laughs> because of the tingle factor. Oh, yes. the tingle. Oh, that's the reward. Yes. That's the reward. Because people still look for that. Also, again, Lush. We had toothy tabs, which were packaging free toothpaste. You crunch it. You brush. No plastic waste. It was a little cardboard packaging that you would then toothy recycle. Tabs? Toothy tabs. People only like the minty ones or the cinnamon ones that tingle. They did not like the what other, other ones. What flavors did you have? We had one Baking which is soda. called Breath of God. I think. Okay, now, <laughs> yeah. Breath of God. I think I'm right in saying that. You sure I've wasn't had a wine and a beer. Maybe I'm wrong in thinking that, but I think we, yeah, it was one that was like more grassy, more of an earthy flavor. Didn't leave a tingle. Ew. People didn't like that. They wanted a tingle. They wanted they the want, of course pizzazz. They're used to it. And the sodium nor sulfate. They wanted the foam pizzazz, yeah. as well. Yes. Which also is in section one. It is. It is sodium lorith sulfate. Yeah. 
the which fine. is probably left out of a lot of your products, Hanji. A lot of my product. Yeah, we don't. Because it's an additive. It's not needed. And these days, people are going away from it, too. Let me tell you, when I have shampoo that doesn't have enough of that, it drives me up a wall. And I need to use more. You're conditioned to feel or to think. Conditioned. Conditioned. Uh, You're shampooed to think (laughs) that you need that. The foam, yeah. Is what's cleaning, and it's not. But if that's what most people think, now we know. Mm -hmm. So... We've got a cue, we've got a routine, we've got a reward, and then in the golden rule, golden rule <laughs> of habit change, they talk about keep the cue, provide the same reward, and insert a new routine. Yes, yeah. and, and can I just back up just a little bit? We have yet to um, introduce the basal ganglia. Basal, which oh. I have not been able to stop did saying you, in my brain did you brain google how to pronounce it because I was going Gang- to is it basil no ganglia? I don't think it is but I mean it could work is it basil actually it's basil we would say basil. but I don't know if it basil is basil anyway yeah. if you're American you know say however you want it doesn't even matter hey you know Siri that right there is the basil ganglia <laughs> the how basil do you pronounce ganglia? basil ganglia <laughs> okay I found this on the web for how do you pronounce basal ganglia oh basil check it out basil Check it out. I love how she she's providing resources, but answering. Just answer it, Siri. Don't provide the internet. <laughs> I asked you, you a question. It. <laughs> it was pretty straightforward. Okay, well, the, so the basal, basal ganglia is quite fast. Yeah, it's ganglia. fascinating. Yeah. What I it's found... It's your most primitive brain. So it's at the very center of your brain chain. So, like, if it, the... The basal ganglia is the, like... It's the middle, core, right? The core, yeah. core. And then each layer, as we evolved... We gained things like speech and like being able to use tools and then eventually being able to decorate our homes. and Right. So the, fascinate, the fascinating part for me is <laughs> the habits that we have formed over time based on routine, not choice. Mm-hmm. Yep. So one thing uh, that I really loved about what what he said is that when we create those habits, those habits that are formed out of repetition, they're habits that we don't even know that we're doing. Right. Habits allow our minds to ramp down more often. Yeah. So yeah. we can then spend our brain function worried or, you know, doing things. other things. Yeah. Like the driving. Yep. Like the driving. Because being a non-driver, that is a huge thing for me. Um, a, dri- a non-driver and a control freak and oh. being 36 and being like looking at everyone on the roads and going you know what I know exactly what to do but- I know gentlemen stay in your seat she's married <laughs> oh my goodness Sorry. yeah like any man um, gonna listen to this <laughs> basal ganglia <laughs> um, but you know my my fear is if the roads were empty, I wouldn't worry. <laughs> you know? That's, I think that's most people's fear. Just being honest. You know what I mean? But, you know, I don't know what I'm doing yet. So, like, you, you know. Give you hope. You're, Do you no, want to drive? No. Yeah, I really want to drive. I really want to drive. Do you? But my issue is, I don't, it's not autopilot yet. 
So once you're, when you're learning to drive, you're focusing on a million things at once. Yes, yes, absolutely. A million things. You've got like, and it actually says in the book specifically, it's like you get in the car from the get-go, you are the seatbelt, mirrors, like reversing, like everything, nothing comes automatically. So when you're learning, you're trying to absorb all that information and follow all these rules at the same time as factoring in user error on other people's part. So someone else could be on their cell phone and driving inappropriately or coming into your lane, whatever. If everyone was driving exactly as they should be, it would be easy to learn to drive. But until you've learned everything and you autopilot, like I know many of people I know can say they've driven half an hour and they don't remember Mm. driving that half Mm -hmm. an hour because their body is doing it automatically. Or you go, I to go home, but you actually yeah. go to work instead. You don't, yeah, because you're driving and you're safe because you have that habit. I got into an Uber the other day. I should be sponsored by Uber because I use them all the dang time. <laughs> uh, and the seatbelt was unusual. <laughs> it was. It really was. So normally it would come out of the top section only and you bring it around. This seatbelt came out of the bottom and the top. What? So, yeah, so I'm bringing it around and my body automatically was going, you know, pulling from the top to bring it down. But it had this fixed weird thing that essentially brought it from both sides. And I, my body also couldn't autopilot. It was like, this What's is not on? normal. How's this? This is weird. And so I said to my Uber driver, I don't get your seatbelt. <laughs> I did manage Have to do it, over. but it did actually make me think of this book because I thought, huh, I never think about putting a seatbelt on. I always yes. put it on. I put it on and I click it in and I go. I never right. don't wear it control freak again but also it just is autopilot yeah so the one thing when i'm driving the seatbelt always goes on everything else i'm like fully hyper focused and trying to pay attention to everything plus i'm one of those people that's like squirrel so then you know i see all other stuff going on and i'm like oh my goodness look at this thing and you know so <laughs> that's a whole different story no but it's interesting you know the driving aspect in there it's it's like you said g the you know, you sort of take for granted how many things are automatically ingrained as habits in your head, like brushing your teeth in the morning before, yeah. like what order you do that, you know, people pretty much stick in their order. I didn't really think about it, but you know, my dad always brushes his teeth when he gets up, makes coffee, showers, gets ready, mm-hmm. brushes his teeth again, goes to work. That, oh, he didn't, he's retired now. He did do that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's his but order. I bet you it took him a moment to like to readjust that habit of doing all of yeah, those oh, things for sure. and then not having a place yeah. to have to go to. I bet you there's yeah, for sure. thought involved in that whole process. Absolutely. Yeah. And feeling, you know, what I do with myself now, like how am I useful? Healthy habits on our children mm-hmm. without them, you know, being any wiser that we're yeah. <laughs> but it, that's technically hard these days. programming their brains. And it's so important though. Like it's yeah. so important to give them that like, little structure it's because because Mm -hmm. as you read further in the material you come to find that let's say some of the habits that you've created in your life are not pleasant ones or they're Mm. they're not serving you um or they're negative they have a negative effect um this first section talks about the fact that you can reprogram Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, you take the, the same cue, yep. the same reward, yeah. and you just change the routine to get to the reward, but 
say alcoholism, for example. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's the cue. There's the reward, which is funnily it's enough, for everybody. it's differently. It's different for everybody, but more often than not, the end goal is not to be shit faced drunk. Right. <laughs> the the end result is to be relieved, relieved, to feel safe, to not have to worry about your issues to yeah. feel less emotion. So to how feel community to feel community. And that's the same with feel, like drugs, food. Yeah. Yep. Any of those things. Oh my gosh. So big time. Like food. Seriously. I've seen. Yeah. Food is a way Dude, of life. That, what, that, that example in there with I, the, the, uh, the woman who completely flipped her life. Like the, the essentially the ultimate example, right? Mm hmm. They were saying the scientists were like, yeah. this is the... Oh, she's the, like, scientist dream or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you have, you have your cue, you have your routine, you have your reward, and you have the craving involved. Oh, yes. So, however, yeah. if you don't continue to use that new routine, it's very easy... Your body, your yeah. brain remembers the old routine. Mm-hmm. It's easy to slip back into that. So once you have that habit formed, it's not necessarily that you get rid of it, mm-hmm. or you, or it's not even that you replace it. It's like awareness. It's it's All that day. you you reinterpret it. Yeah. But it's always up for. Yeah, going back the way it was. Oh, so yeah. you have to be. I guess that's where the deliberate. I that's think where is, the cue comes in, right? Because oh, here's if a you, good quote: If you learn to spot the cue connected to a behavior, right? Then you know, okay, this is my cue. This is one, yeah. and then you have two, and your other option of two, and then three is going to be the same because it's your reward. But two can be the behavior you've always done or the replacement behavior. Well, and the thing, too, is they, they use um, alcoholism and um, also... Do they talk about gastric bypass or was that my own... I didn't see that Okay, yet, well, then I, I I came up with that on my he, own when I was... they. I, they, he. You, we. Uh, but, but that's because I think those are some universal, mm. you know, habits that we can all either relate to either personally or familiar, familially. Yep. Um, but but I wrote down, I starred this Notated. quote. Notated. Yes. Uh, we know that a habit cannot be eradicated, meaning we can't right. necessarily completely get rid of it once it's formed, which goes back to what we were saying about it being important that we form healthy habits for mm-hmm. our children when, mm-hmm. when they're young. Yeah. Because once they form unhealthy habits, it's, it's a lot. much more difficult yeah. to eradicate cannot be eradicated it must instead be replaced and we know that habits are most malleable when the golden rule of habit change is applied meaning meaning if if we keep the same cue and the same reward a new routine can be inserted which is what we've been talking about because you're not not trying to change all three aspects right but that's not enough for a habit to stay changed people must believe change is possible yep and For most real. often, that belief only emerges emerges with the help of a group. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah, yeah. that's the thing, you know. If you're with people, and that's why AA is so powerful. Yes, and it, if you're with people who, if you stick forever with people who believe the exact same thing as you forever, 
you remain stagnant in your beliefs because all you all you're doing as a collective of people is patting each other on the back in a circle <laughs> you're never being challenged you're never having someone question your belief which i think is huge for growing you know you need someone to say i don't believe that same thing why do you believe what you believe because maybe you'll change it to this mind maybe you'll say why you believe something and they will take on and be like that's true or maybe they're the reverse but in any case a discussion and a disagreement or at least a you know a celebration of opinions leads to that's another podcast growth. in and of itself i love it the celebration of opinions mm-hmm. well the mastermind mm. having a group having a group of people i came up with a new vocabulary word Gromance. <gasps> yes. Um, what was your one the other day you had as well? Uh, flirtual reality. Flirtual <laughs> oh, reality. It's trademarked. <laughs> By me. Uh, yeah. And what was the other one? I don't know. That was a good one. Oh, it wasn't as good as flirtual reality. I remember you talking I like, about I love both of those. Those are excellent. Yeah. Romance. But yeah, anyone Romance. anyone who is trying to surround themselves with people exactly like themselves is tr- is stuck. You're trying to... Unless you're trying to get somewhere. Unless you're trying to surround yourself with people who have the same ideals. Like, but that's, I'm hanging that's out with you guys right that's, now. But that is different in the sense... In, in my opinion, that is different in the sense that your you, ideals, I guess, are different to... like. I don't know, I don't want to use the word values, but if you're, if you're surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded purely to stay oh. safe mm-hmm. and not be challenged, that's detrimental to your progress. No, but I, I think it depends on the context because in terms of AA, those people are sticking together to create an, a safe environment to where their routine is shifted. However... Sorry, continue. Okay. <laughs> but I, well, I, I was finish. just going to say, I, that's not, they're, it, they're not in communal living. It's not their, right. you know, they're, they still. It's, it's strength in numbers. Yeah. And, and well, knowing and that you're safe in an environment where people also were in the same situation as you going forward for your future. And, and you're going to reflect the values of your peers, period. End of story. Money. Peer, peers read. Money. Peers read. <laughs> peers what? <laughs> Peers read. Peers read. And then the other part of it is the belief. The that, belief that you can modify. Yeah. The loop. I think that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's where people. That's where people fall short. Because if you if you don't think you can if you think this is a habit I have and I can't change it then you don't try and change it. Because you believe you can't. That was an American and English sounding word. <laughs> can't. Can't. Um, <laughs> but if you realize you can change it, because science says you can, mm-hmm. so then you're like, oh, I'm able to do this. Or, oh, I haven't got the excuse that I can't change it. Well, some people just have like a much higher level of efficacy. Like the ability, the mm. idea that they can actually change and some people don't. Yeah. Well, some people literally do, do not. Or they go back to the original habit. Yeah. Before. Do you think that's. So you're 
your dog has a really beautiful bat side. Yes. <laughs> I knew that's what you were thinking. I'm just, she does. Like, anyway, it's really elegant. <laughs> and then it goes lines down her legs. Anyway, um, do you think that also people get stuck on their things? Because they're like, well, this is who I am. If I change this pattern, that's not me. Yep, and that's and the, so people. It's the reward. The exactly, reward be, being able to identify yourself as something. Yeah. If you identify why you're doing the behavior in the first place, because, you can still keep yeah. the reward. You just right. have to find a different way of achieving that. And honestly, things you do don't equal who you are. If you can identify that, but I think the reward is sometimes so powerful. Like mm. if you think about some of the rewards that are out there in some of our social habits, yeah. It's, belonging yeah it's feeling you have a place it's like catching up on your instagram feed or (laughs) but yeah but like i I think about okay so i'm gonna go way way back to like when we used to party back in our 20s or early 20s and finally finding your peer group Mm. and feeling like oh my god these are my people yeah this is home I am part of this because I do this, because mm-hmm. we do this together, because we bond on this level. Some people can't get out of that habit loop. Right, but lucky for us in specific, yeah, we were able to continue with the reward part of that. The reward of feeling belonging, uh-huh. social with, belonging. With the same group of people. Yeah. We yeah. just have changed the routine. So it used to be party Drink, do whatever. Drink, party, dance, party, stay up late. Yeah. Do stupid stuff. And then, but that's that's the thing. It comes back to growing. You know, you've grown as a friendship group. Yeah. So as you develop, you know, you're not. Yeah. Mm. Some people never figured it out how to get out of that loop. Mm -hmm. But is that people not being open to growth? Is that people not being able to accept that you can... Because also media and society takes a part in this. Like becoming a parent, for example. I'm not one. Except for a furry one. But uh, A fairy? Furry. furry. (laughs) A fur parent. But, you know, all my friends, I've been very lucky because... They've all been excellent at a being able to become become parents and grow and become older, but still be who they are. Maybe some people they get stuck, so they maybe have a kid, but they still one hundred percent. They're I still stuck in like, oh, I should that. be in the bar, or I should be this, yes. or I should be that, and this is ruining that. Oh. When actually, you know, if you want a child and you have a child. You know, you you grow with your child. You're like, you know, you find belonging in another yeah, way. In a You're different still, way, you become the belonging is still the reward, yeah. or the whatever the reward is. You can still, you can still create that. You're just getting there in a different mm. way by right. the love of your children, or yeah. Because you know, I mean, I don't have kids, but I don't still want to be out of the bar three times a week, which I used to do. Mm-hmm. I'm English. That's what we do. <laughs> but like you know, I don't want that anymore. Don't what put I, it on your roots, girl. I mean, Polly. But then society as well. You know, I don't know. No, it's true. It's true. There's this expectation, and that's another thing. Expectation is huge. That is a so, big word. I th- I feel like the reward in so many habits, so many like across the board, is going to be belonging or a peer group or feeling like a social sense of Some, responsibility. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then if you want to change it, you have to believe that you can change. Yeah. And if say you have drinking as your target behavior. Your cue is uh, it's 5 p.m. and the radio's on and I have a pull out back and it's hot and I want to have a drink, for example. Just to pick a random example. <laughs> Not that you've ever experienced that. <laughs> so the routine would be crack a couple cold ones, put a, put a good dip in. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> and then the reward is you feel like shit in the morning. <laughs> that's, that's not the reward. The reward is, for me... If relaxation. Relaxation. And for me, I'm in my first year of marriage with my husband. I feel mm. like a connection to him. Like, I feel like we're having a good time together because we're both having a couple beers and this and that. You're celebrating your yeah. home ownership and your space. Home ownership. Yeah, home ownership. Home ownership. Oh, I was like, what's a nurship? Innership. <laughs> what's a home ownership? <laughs> I'm sure we'd be celebrating that too. I'd be like, we could walk around naked in our kitchen if we want to. <laughs> Damn. Is, is well, ownership. you have no blinds. Hetero ownership, I think. <laughs> home just ownership. A, just a fig tree for protection. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Uh, so, yeah. Q. Yeah. The routine right now is crack a cold one. Yeah. Go swimming. And the reward is feeling connected to my spouse. So I, if I'm going to change that routine, I need to figure out a way to insert a new routine yeah. where I'm still getting that end result. But then and feeling connected. There's another aspect to it, I think, because, you know, you, you also have to realize at what time that there needs to be a change because, you know, sometimes behaviors, there shouldn't be an amendment to it you know mm-hmm. like if it's something that you do every so often you're like you know this is what we do on a this day of the week then you shouldn't be beating yourself up about doing that behavior but if it's like every single day mm-hmm. you know it's and it's exactly <laughs> if it's something that you kind of can't click out of and it's just something that you automatically do then obviously there's something going on but well, I feel like, you know, we, we all, um, you know, we don't want to be, be taking fun and just be checking it all the time. Be like, no, mm. I should be reading a book about politics instead. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I think it's when it becomes habitual. habitual. And I know we're talking an awful lot about drinking, but I think it's, it's a universal subject. And I can remember points in my life. And it's legal. And, and it's people legal. take it for granted, really. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can remember specifically about 10 years ago when I lived up in Mount Shasta, you know, it's a fly. Chris and I would roll in, into town and stop off at the gas station and fill up a tank and grab a couple of tall cans and go home. And that became a routine. And mm-hmm. I remember specifically sitting in my car one day on my lunch break and having a, a craving for a beer in the middle of my work day mm. and going, mm. uh, not cool. Something's yeah. got to change. Yep. And I was not even aware yeah. that it was becoming a habit, that it was, that the, there were these cues that were happening yep. um, subconsciously. Luckily for me, your cue, your routine. I was able to. Was your reward connecting with your husband? Um, no, I don't think that was p- because was it relaxation. In, in, yeah, 
it was is you know yeah de-stress it's, it was well we're we had here four we hour drive. drive yeah we're here we can finally relax yeah mm-hmm. just kick back but you know luckily for me i i was able to identify mm-hmm. modify yeah and change the behavior before it became an issue so here's the thing it's up to you and it's up to yourself, like personally, when that moment has mm-hmm. hit. And I don't know about you guys, but I definitely have things about myself. The The whole reason for wanting to, you know, explore personal development is to have more control over the things that seem like they're kind of on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so perfect we started with the power of habit. Because habit is like the ba- It's the subconscious mind. It's well, how you're operating 95% of the time. Can't remember if I if I pulled this quote out yet, but the truth is the brain can be reprogrammed. You just have to be deliberate about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I absolutely It's consciousness, right? Like being well, kind of aware of it or calling yeah. attention to it. Your goal is So, you get up my goal is I would like to. I mean, I thought when I got a dog, especially Jack Russell, he would be like, "Hey, get up. Let's go for a walk." He's not. He's like, "A snuggle." So my issue is I blame it on myself because I think, well, I got a dog, like he'll be like, get up, let's walk right now. But he's not. He's like, okay, cool. Get under the blanket. Um, I should be getting up. I mean, it's, it's like, it is hard with different scheduling, but I, what I would like to do is get up, go take my dog for a walk, come home, do stuff I need to do before I do go to work. Because right now, if I'm working later, I do not get up. If I'm working earlier, I go to work and I do tons of stuff after. But in the morning, I will not do anything unless I have somewhere to be to do that thing. Yes. So, Well, your cue is work. Your cue is an accountability point. Right. You need to have an accountability point every day. I need to be accountable to myself because there's no excuse for not going like you are responsible for being up at this time to do this. Well, wait, I think, I think, I think the habit loop here is sleeping in. I think there's a cue that, that, that makes her sleep in. What's the reward and the routine is just staying in bed. Right. So what, what would the reward, what, what are you being rewarded this is the thing that the, the reward the this is the thing there's there is there is there's no less real of a factor. reward there, there's there's less reward staying in bed this is the crazy thing staying in bed in the grand scheme of things i don't get any more rest because i'm in bed stressing about being in bed and mm-hmm. if i'm getting up i feel better about myself 100 percent no matter from title what. Okay, but there's always there's always a reward. You take take this this is a far stretch, but you take like an abused woman mm-hmm. and why is she staying in an abused relation an abusive relationship when obviously there's no reward, right, for right. that, but there has to be or she wouldn't stay. An easy life. So if it's an abused relationship, say? if it's if it's an abusive relationship, the woman is getting possibly like um Less trouble that day or... Or or on the... When she does get an inkling of something good, that high, that quick high, right. that quick jolt. So maybe you're getting a mm. quick jolt of, you know, of confidence knowing maybe you're getting a quick jolt of, oh, I'm free. Maybe you're getting a little jolt of freedom. Maybe that's your reward. I'm I do what I want. I'm free to do what I want. 
<laughs> I'm free. I have I no know. responsibilities. Or maybe it's just convincing myself I need the rest. Convincing yourself you need the rest. Maybe it's turning off everything. Mm. You know, if you're sleeping, then you're not. Yeah, because that pretty connect that that does. Yeah, that makes sense. Like connecting with um, mental health issues. If you're asleep, you're not thinking of anything. Right. So, so if you're sleeping, you... you don't have to like think of your day. Yeah, and if you, you don't, don't have, have a task something. that you have to that you have to get to, then if you wake up early. That just all that does is give you more time to think about the things that you might not want to be thinking yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So you need to find a different routine that gets you not thinking about the things you don't want to be focusing on. So I listened to a radio thing talking about procrastination, and it said about instead of saying I like to go for a run, it says I'm a runner. Because a runner gets up and goes for a run every single day. But someone who likes to run, runs whenever they want to run. I thought it was pretty interesting. So what's your new habit? Oh, God So damn. what's your new... No. What, what, do you, what is your picture of what, like, obviously oh, you want to get up early. I know. What is it? Make your art. Oh, God. Ah! I know. Well, especially... That means having that room clean that is not clean. Then clean the room first. Stop procrastinating. I've been, clean, is, I've been cleaning that damn room for so long. Hey, this it's is ridiculous. a perfect opportunity to, because in a couple of months, you're going to have a little bit more space. Potentially. Maybe, maybe you, yeah. maybe you no, set definitely. yourself, well, I don't know if she's moving all her stuff out. but not, really, not yet. Not yet. But you'll have at least more flexibility in the yeah. hours that you yeah. keep. So maybe you take the next couple of months mm-hmm. and make goals yeah, that's true. To work on, I mean, maybe you only get up an hour earlier than you would if you were sleeping in. But an hour is better than yeah. nothing, and you make that intentional. This is supposed to be you picking out your new routine. <laughs> Just giving suggestions. <laughs> no, I like that idea. That's good. I need help. <laughs> What's need everyone help. else? <laughs> What's everyone else going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to go back there. to the gym. Oh. Uh. I'm not do you know looking my forward to that. When you said that, I was like, "I'll do that." I'm just immediately procrastinating on my shit by going. <laughs> oh, you know, gym. No, no, I don't want to do my thing. I'll come with you. <laughs> I'm coming to the gym. That's my new routine. I, okay, I'm gonna do my. I don't want to do my thing. I don't yeah, want to come with you. Yeah, yeah. That well, we just kind of. I mean, created the, that routine for you. You can choose no, the but gym. The, no, but this is the trouble. <laughs> I said at Opportunity House the other night when I made, I had a meeting. I was like, my procrastination is. I take something I'm sh- I want to be doing and I should be doing. It's not even a negative thing. And I do something else that is also a positive thing to be doing. Yeah. So it's not that I just sit and watch TV. I, like, cook for the week. Oh. Because then I'm like, oh, I've done a great thing, but I still feel like shit because the thing I should have been doing is the thing I planned to do that I decided instead I'm going to make meals. Yeah. So... I feel like, oh, I, I can't blame myself, but I can because I still feel like shit because yes, I've made meals, but what I wanted to do, what I needed to do for my own sanity is that clear that space and I still haven't done it. Well, you could be me and you could have just watched TV. No, but what do you mean <laughs> could have been you? You have a That's what I do. That you do. That's what I do. You're a mother. Yeah, but when I, when I That's want, different. I, there's it things different. that I want to do though. There's. You have the furniture okay. that I want to paint and t-shirts I want to make but and yet you're a business bass playing owner. I want to You have to learn. rest. You're a business owner and a mother. Therefore, 
you know, yes, you have other targets and things you want to do, but you're not going to work each day and coming home and having nothing to do. And so procrastinating on that shit, you're resting. You also can't blame yourself for resting. They do a lot of resting. (laughs) You gotta rest, It's easy to rest. Like, downtime makes me feel icky. Like, honestly, I would so much rather have a busy day full of... But are we channeled to feel that? I don't know. Are Are we now this day and age... As I want to specifically say females, are we channeled to believe that if we are sitting that we should be being more feminist and doing shit at 24-7? Well, I'm, I'm at a period in my life, in my uh, business, uh, where I'm allowing myself to move less, do less, I don't mean exercise. I mean, responsibility-wise, I'm giving myself permission to um, relax a little bit more mm-hmm. and and decompress and process. Great. Yeah, yeah. process. I reap the, the benefits of my hard work. However, I need to start exercising. <laughs> I see how far I am from my goals and what I really want out of my life. And I'm like, look at all this downtime, all this time that's spent doing stuff that's not productive. You know, swimming in my backyard or having a couple beers with my husband. It's it's wonderful in a way, but at the same time, it's like, it's not me. I'd Mm -hmm. much rather be pounding the pavement. I'd rather, like... I feel so much like just intense joy from from getting things done mm-hmm. and from feeling like I'm moving forward one step in front of the other that if I'm not if I'm not growing I feel like I'm dying. Mm-hmm. I literally like even last week Gina you know I was like oh my god I don't know what's going on. Well, summer. I'm a teacher mm-hmm. on summer break yeah and I freaking hate everything But right that's now. it you're a teacher so you're like you're you're ingrained to spread knowledge and absorb like need for knowledge. Yeah. And if you're on break from that, you're not having a million different faces going, Hey, what am I gonna take from this day? Yeah. That's that to me seems like a nat a extremely natural way of feeling where you're like 'cause it also it's about to be school again. Yeah. So you got to the end Yay. of that point where you're like waiting for these faces. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know, as soon as you're back in, you're like, sure, I have no, no teacher. I ever. have no time. I, you know, you'll, you'll surely be at a point where you're like, I haven't got time to sit in the pool and like go at my husband and be like, all right, buddy. Like, you know, hey. you'll be in that, you know? I so. Like your tattoo. <laughs> what up, friend? Get in here. <laughs> but that's it. I think, I think a huge thing is, you know, it's such a fine line between you know, that kind of the whole fashionable self-care stuff and feeling lazy, you know, or what point is the lazy and the self-care? Where is that? Like mm-hmm. it's balance, you know, because I, I certainly know I sometimes, and it's usually weirdly on my busiest weeks. If I stop, I'm like, Oh shit, I should be doing something. And then I look at my planner. I'm like, no, 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 no. Hang on a minute. Actually, what you should be doing in this moment is watching a show and not doing anything. 
because you have moments where you say that to yourself. Yeah, because yeah, I have to. Because you're British, huh? No, no I do it too. It. You know, because because I, I haven't gotten if to that I, point. The, the less, the more time I have to do yeah. nothing, the the more crap I do, and and I don't think about it. But if I'm crazy busy constantly, like if I'm doing things all the time, because I know it's better for me. Because mental health wise, I prefer to be rammed like back to back to back to back. Not rammed. Just shush. <laughs> Good grief. You I said, I said nothing for the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The face. Um, when I, okay, I guess it depends. When I have a goal, I have to be this, next. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Keep going, keep going. Because that mentally, I have, an, I have a goal. This is my target. This is what I want from to achieve. I'm going to go and get it. Nothing's going to stop me. Let's go. Um, if I have no plan of a target, if um, like my, my me and my husband have different ways of thinking about things, so often he'll be like, "Let's just save. We just gotta save." And I'm like, "I need a reason to save. I need you to tell me this is what we're doing at the end of saving because saving for <laughs> nothing doesn't mean shit to me. I will just go to Target and go. You know, I need storage bins. I need. <laughs> I mean, I love storage bins. <laughs> but you know, if we're like we're saving for this, let's go." I'll be like, every second of every day, what can I do to make money? How can I save money? What can I stop spending money on? Let's go. I'll do it. Um, But then, you know, you have to convince yourself you need to take an hour to sit and relax or, you know, time to do whatever, like water the plants. Or a half a day. Yeah. Or a weekend. Whereas when when you're wasting time, when you're doing like a a small amount of things... You find more time where you waste because you're like, yeah, I did laundry. I'm just going to waste the rest of the day. Whereas when you're working all the time, you're like, I, I need, I have no time. So I, I have like two hours. I need to do this and this, but what else can I do in that time to really make sure that the week is smooth? Like I read this thing or I saw this like a TED talk or something about cortisol, cortisol junkies, mm. people who are always living on the edge of having to get things done. Mm-hmm. Always like, I mean, I'm sure that's me. That's probably going to be a topic coming up soon. Cortisol junkies. Cortisol junkie. That like, it's like, it's caffeine. It's get it done. It's Mm -hmm. work, work, work. It's climb that ladder. I've been there. I am there. I'm there every day. I can, I, I kind of, I feel like I want to be that person, but then I also 100% want to whisk my husband away go to Yosemite to a cabin and do zero for four days oh my god so that's the thing you know does that sound like heaven or hell hell okay so <laughs> you know you either you either when I go to do zero for four days like I go to a cabin we go to Pollock Pines and we go to the cabin and guess what I do I bring journals and I bring notebooks See, and I it. write a book because because I know like I you know there's this expectation of like I have many things I want to do like I want to record information um, the, the most I do is I do take pictures I enjoy for like taking pictures of things and looking at imagery of memories I like that um but I think there's something to be said for sitting silently in a chair and looking at nature just going by like a bee flying past you and stuff just occurring <laughs> Okay, so um, in closing, I'm thinking that um, we covered a lot of ground. A lot of ground. A whole lot of ground. 
If you are listening, this is episode one. And this is part one of the power of habit, why we do what we do in life and business. If you want to follow along, um, we're going to be reading part two. And part two of the power of habit by Charles Duhigg is the habits of successful organizations. So next week we're going to be talking about that. And um, if you enjoy what you're hearing, subscribe on iTunes, leave a comment. If you want to leave a comment, we'd be interested in hearing what kind of personal development books you'd be interested in us covering and um, share with someone you know. All right, thanks.